Golight presents Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Are you fed up with vegans trying to turn us off meat? Everywhere you look lately, whether it's on billboards or online, there are ads telling us why we need to give up eating meat. A lot of people feel that vegans need to stop with the scare tactics and stop making us feel guilty for eating meat or even having a glass of milk. Or an egg. What? An egg, yeah, Jeez. an egg's included. Uh, did, did I hear uh, some vegan group um, saying uh, a couple of weeks ago that if you drink a glass of milk or you have a yogurt, um, that you are basically supporting the rape of animals? Really? Yeah. Oh. Because they're forcibly being, having, yeah. Oh, okay. Right, okay. Did you have a glass of milk today? I did actually have a glass of milk today. I have a glass of milk every day. Anyway, we spotted two different ads. Uh, uh, in particular, one that we saw on Facebook over the last 24 hours, which really disgusted us. It's from a group called the Animal Save Movement. And it's a photo of a dinner plate with a cooked... <laughs> I, I, I don't believe I'm saying this. With a cooked human hand... Fake, um, fake human hand. I assume yes. they didn't chop off a hand. No, I assume they didn't. Yeah. And beside peas and chips on the plate... Do you support vegan organizations sharing pictures like that in order to scare us? Let's put it in context. This is what they said on their uh, post on Facebook. People need to adjust their perspective and realize that when they are eating meat, they are eating decomposing uh, corpse. They are eating the muscles, the veins, organs, flesh of a creature that wanted to live Hmm. but was killed for meat. Jesus. And in order to highlight it... veins and organs and what? What else was it? Veins, organs and muscles? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And in order to highlight it, uh, they published a photograph of a dinner plate with chips and peas... And you might, you know, most of us might have a chop or um, whatever. Well, I wouldn't thank you for lamb chop. There's no meat on a lamb chop. But anyway. Wouldn't fill a hole in your tooth. You, but you, you might have a pork chop on A it. pork chop, yeah, whatever, yeah. Uh, with your chips and your peas. Uh, yeah. But instead, they have posted a photograph of a supposed human hand after being uh, grilled under the grill, uh, as you would do with uh, a pork chop. Mm. Now, it looks fairly horrendous, to be quite honest with you. I get the point they're trying to make. They're trying to say that if you eat a lamb chop or a pork chop or a steak or whatever the case may be, that is pretty much the equivalent of eating a human hand. You're eating the same type of stuff. You're eating veins, you're eating muscles, mm. you're eating flesh. Uh, I mean, the one thing I like to do, when, and I'm sure that there's vegans listening to this that are going to want to kill me after this, but when I get a roast chicken, I like getting the roast chicken and duns, you know, off the spit. Mm. The spit roast? Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Love nothing more than a spit roast on a Thursday or Friday. Yeah, lovely. And uh, bring it home, and the first thing I do is I put the, the chicken on the plate and I rip all the skin off and eat it. Now, I would never eat your skin. No. Well, obviously. No. I need it. Yes, you do need it, but if you were dead. But mind you, I need it is, is a very good ag- argument because that chicken needed his skin as well. Yes, he did. He did. You um, just didn't know the chicken the way you know me. <laughs> And therefore you ate the chicken because he's a nameless chicken. So you're trying to say if I didn't know you better, um, you, may, I, you may. I may want to eat your you flesh. May, you may. No, but the point I'm trying to make is when I was eating that, that spit roast, the chicken, ripping the skin, oh, Jesus, his mouth salivating even thinking about it. I didn't for one moment think that is the equivalent of eating the skin off Adrian Kennedy's back. 
Because if I did, I'd probably never eat the meat. But it kind of is, though. And when I saw that picture, that picture uh, that Adrian has just described, uh, to those of you listening on the podcast, that picture happened to pop up on my Facebook page yesterday evening, just as I was about to cook dinner. And I have to be honest with you, it put me off my dinner. Now, it's not going to stop me eating meat, but I am sick to the back teeth of vegans trying to push their their beliefs down our throats um, because it's not going to stop us eating meat. I will never stop eating meat. Listen to my words. I will never stop eating meat. I would like to be able to, Mm. but I don't like veg. This is Connor. All right, lads, can I just say something? Um, With regard to vegans, they can be vegans if they want to be, you know. I I love a bit of of steak, love a bit of chicken. And and to be perfectly honest with you, when when it comes to vegans, what they're looking to do is eat vegetables, right? So by doing that, they have to have a field there that is literally growing vegetables. It's taking up habitat, habitat for, for animals. And the fertilizer that they have to put over um, any vegetables and stuff like that to, to prep them and make them grow as well is not good for the environment. So they can get on their high horse all they want with regard to people eating eating animals all they want. But not everything to do with veganism is, is, uh, is perfect. They, they think that they are doing absolutely... Uh, the world of good for anything for animals for for they probably think it's very because it's green it's 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 good for the environment as well it's not it is in its arse and to, to be perfectly honest with you this is this conversation will only inspire me to go home and have two steaks instead of just the one plenty of pepper sauce and onions and mushrooms Deadly. Yeah. All right, good luck, lads. All right, good man, yeah, good Connor. Luck thank you. you. Good luck to you with your bloody mushrooms with a steak. This is ridiculous. And by the way, another thing you said, Connor, that I have to pull you up on about vegans being on their high horse. No vegan will get on a high horse because they think it's cruelty. Isn't that true? That's very true, yeah. You'll never get a vegan on a high horse because <laughs> they don't believe their horses are there for their enjoyment. No, they don't. We'd love to hear from you. Do you support scare tactic campaigns by vegan groups like the photograph that we posted with this podcast and we shared with you on our Facebook page? Or is it just disgusting and maybe want to make you eat meat all the more? I'm joined by a man who's an old friend of ours who is... The most animal rights, animal rights activist I've ever uh, come across. Yeah, he won't be a friend after today's uh, conversation. Um, John, you wouldn't, for example, get up on a high horse, would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing, uh, Jeremy and Adrian. You know, I suppose the issue is very serious. I mean, there's a lot that I can talk about on this one, actually. So I'm glad that you're actually picking up on this issue, to be quite honest with you. For a hell of a long time, the animal rights movement, we don't have the big massive budgets of those industries that have billions at their um, in their pockets to run advertisement and sell their products initially. The animal rights community usually just work off of passion in their hearts to get the message out. So they obviously have to think more creatively as well. That means, for instance, if you can string an activist upside down and slit their throats, inverted commas, um, to draw attention to many pigs in slaughterhouses being you know, strung upside down where they're cut open. Um, chickens, for instance, mm. put on top of conveyor 
they're about where they're taught to live. And I don't really want to be going to the extreme goriness with your listeners today. But that's the reality of sometimes that we have to draw attention to that. And I can tell you this here and now, the industry has been shook and it has been shaken over the years as a result of that type of action from the animal rights um, movement. And it's brought a huge amount of press coverage that's been able to get us on the airwaves of your own shows and newspapers and television over the years where we probably wouldn't have been able to get on other ways. Okay, so what you're saying issues. to me so is it, take, it takes scare sure. tactics. Well, I'll tell you this as well. Speaking of scare tactics, that's something that we've done for a hell of a long time and different groups have different tactics in, in that from the years of stripping off from you know, body and to picture going out there just recently on social media of a hand landed on someone's plate. Um, or for instance, a couple of years ago, I know there was a murder in Dublin and there was a, an ad campaign that went out with a picture of a leg on top of a table and that made huge headlines at the time too, but the, the conversation at the time went definitely back onto the animals. John, the photograph that we're talking about, you've seen it. Um, it, it is on the picture on this podcast. It, it, we've shared it on Facebook. It is, to all intents and purposes, a human hand having been grilled and served with chips and peas. Now, it's fairly vile-looking. Uh, one assumes that no actual human hand was used in the making of it. But what's the point that an ad like that is trying to make? Well, that and so many other ads uh, have made a huge difference over the years. First of all, it, it gets under people's skin, pardon the pun on that one, and they, they become uncomfortable about it. Um, and they, they, they most often disregard animal rights campaigners for coming out with such gore. But after a while, whether we like it or not, and we know now the proof is in the pudding, <laughs> is that it plants a seed in people's heads because right now you can't go on any part of social media with your Twitter, Instagram, or mm-hmm. Facebook, and you see all these options um, to animals being killed in slaughterhouses, and you're now seeing the alternatives. It was for a hell of a long time, and, and even I, I've noticed even in my, my conversations with the media, my approach has shifted because we no longer have to defend um, our campaigns because the, the, the facts are out there, the truth is speaking for itself and we can no longer hide from what's going on in the factory farms, the slaughterhouses and all those other filthy dirty places that are profiting off the backs of animals right now where we need to go okay, in this so, conversation, so, so talking about the alternatives that are out there and for one of your listeners that's just called in with respect to him he can go out there and he can eat 10 steaks if he wants to but the reality is is that our planet has gone up in smoke as a result of our addiction to eating meat um, we end up okay, drowning so, but, but again John climate change. So again, I, I want to come back to the like point I want to come back to the point of using scare tactics like a human hand on a plate with peas chips and gravy what's the point what, what is being nobody is ever going to eat a human hand well some have, actually. Um, they, they, and it's a good point. But the reality is, is that they're trying to say flesh is flesh, whatever way you cut it. Um, a pig is a dog, a cat is a boy, is a cow, is a boy. Okay, John, let me ask you a question. You know, would you compare, would you say it's comparable to, com- to compare me eating a bowl of chicken wings to eating a human hand? Is that, is that the same thing? When it comes down to flesh, pretty much the same thing. Because I love, I love chicken it, wings. I love chicken wings. and I, will, I, will, I, 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 will I, I know you do. I know you. I, I regularly send John pictures of bowls of chicken wings just to piss him off. <laughs> um, but I, I, would, I would milk through a bowl of 20 chicken wings. But what you're saying is that by me eating a bowl of chicken wings is just as bad as me eating 20 human hands. 
pretty much the flesh is flesh, whatever oh. way you cut it. It's no different than eating your dog, Brandy, who's probably sitting on the couch with you in, in the even times uh, Jeremy's your legs are who, Yeah, by the way, who also who also likes chicken wings, just just to, to know. So. <laughs> and Adrian, I know that you like dogs as well. Now, I do. here's the thing when it comes to flesh. I know that, and thank you. Uh, the thing here with this is, is that whether it's a cow or a pig or a cat, or a dog. You remember a couple of years ago we had a dog on top of the barbecue That's right. in Dublin mm-hmm. City Centre and I'll tell you that it was it, it, it made big headlines at the time when we brought it to Belfast and sure there were open arms up there about that as well. But it gets people an uncomfortable truth and it's a truth that's it's now starting to sit in with more and more people. Okay, I think, well, in, stay, in there, stay there for one second, John. Do you, uh, one final question. Are scare tactics like this working? In other words, are more people becoming vegan? I, I, yes, yes, they are. And, and the other thing here on this as well is, is that it's no longer coming from animal rights campaigners about the problems um, we're facing as a result of our, our well, our one addiction on eating meat because we're, we're fast moving away from that. And even people that are eating meat, such as the 20 um, chicken nuggets, Jeremy, um, or anything that you, you are doing, even people who are eating meat are kind of reducing their, their meat eat intake at the minute and they're learning more about what's going on at the minute. But there is genuinely a huge shift and not only just that as well but the reports are coming left right and centre from the, the, the likes of the United Nations and they're all telling people to, to lay off it and to get rid of it and to dump it um, and that's something that we have to take on and we have okay. to face up to that here's at this the, stage Okay, Here's the thing 4.1% of the population is now vegan now that's quite high compared to 20 years ago where it would have been I mean I didn't know any vegans 20 years ago I No, know, no, no, I know about now. four yeah, vegans yeah. now uh, I know vegans who are bringing up their children vegan which I think is disgusting that's a conversation for another day I think that's horrific to, to bring your child up as a vegan um, but I think most of us most of us meat eaters John uh, we know I know when I'm eating those chicken wings yeah I know that a little cute chicken died to make them but we try not to as meat eaters we try not to think about that sure we don't eat them we try to put it put it aside we don't want to know you look away you look away and the thing about it is is that you're you're like most people listening right now or who will tune in later on such as myself um, and that has always been the case for ourselves we look away there's other things that may be going on in our lives where we try to look away so it's out of sight out of mind and the reality is is that if, if we did think that um, as some people say slaughterhouses are, are really not so bad then we really need to be bringing our kids into these slaughterhouses and making a bloody day of it that's the bottom line here Do you support vegan campaigns using graphic imagery of dogs or of a human hand or of a, a poor little calf who's not being uh, fed by its mother because we're taking the milk and all of that um, uh, and uh, the, the poor little calf that's been taken away from from its mother um, at a very young age, or the little lamb that's been taken yeah. away from his mammy. Just as you bring up that point, yeah. John will be happy to hear this. There is one meat that I will refuse to eat because of the cruelty involved, uh, and that is a lamb. I used to love lamb. I used to love Sunday lamb. And what's what's extra cruel about that? I came across a, a documentary by, by Peta uh, on Facebook a couple of years ago that showed the lamb being taken off its mother, and I was in tears, and I said, I'll stop eating that. But you don't give a damn about the chicken. No. You see, it's uh, different strokes for different folks. Svetlana, you are on Opinions Matter. How are you? Hello, I am good. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, Well, what do you think of scare tactic campaigns by uh, vegan groups? Well, the only thing that it's working in doing, it's working to get other people pissed off, honestly, because... 
I'm not trying to impose my opinion on other people, and I don't want other people to do the same to me, you know. If vegans have their own choice to be vegan, so should everybody else have a choice in what they eat. I mean, it's only fair, like, right? They, they will argue, though, that um, the choice that meat eaters make is an ill-advised choice. It is a cruel choice that uh, animals want the right to uh, live, and we have no right to kill them in order to have them for our Sunday dinner. That's the argument. Well, I mean, if you go back in history, back when we were cave people, I'm pretty sure that, I mean, you know, <laughs> we had to eat animals to survive. We had to go hunting. You can't just live solely of berries. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here today, I think, at least. Obviously, no one is, is denying that there is some bad stuff going on and the way that animals are being treated in with dairy and chickens and God knows what. There's news all over it about it but I mean I grew up you could say on a kind of a farm back in Serbia and like my dad's granddad they all slaughtered pigs and chickens and geese and, and I don't it, even does, know like, does that ever bother you? No, no. I was there as a four-year-old kid watching, helping. <laughs> like, oh right. Uh, so you, uh, as a I kid, I never had an issue. Okay, as a kid, you witnessed uh, animals being slaughtered for your Sunday dinner. Yeah. Okay, John, can I uh, just bring you back in for a second? And one of the points that you were making uh, was, you know, it's an ill-advised choice to be eating meat. Svetlana is arguing that you're entitled to your opinion. But so is she, and if she wants to eat meat, she... In other words, she doesn't ram her uh, meat-eating down your throat. So why should vegans be doing the opposite? Well, you know, it's a good point. Um, but here's the thing. We're, we're not living in the cave era anymore. As a matter of fact, your, 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 your caller, your, uh, Adrian, can go right now, if she wants, down the middle of Grafton Street and pick up a fourth farm. Um, speaking of caves, the other thing as well is, is that these conversations do end up pushing the envelope and we know these conversations work. The response has always been the same where, you know, sometimes it's uncomfortable, it's an uncomfortable truth for so many people and, and yes, they don't want to give up their, their, their fast food takeaway and times of the weekends and I hope they don't ever give it up as a matter of fact but they, they just replace what they're buying um, on the weekends and in the evening and, times and, when they come well, Svetlana, Svetlana, can I ask you do you ever feel any sort of guilt about eating meat? No, never. Never? Absolutely never. Never. I wouldn't eat pets but I mean for beef, pigs, chicken, no. Here's the thing. This is where this conversation does indeed come back to the flesh again. If you were to hand your collar a knife there right now and if you were to bring out, I'm not even going to say um, a lamb because they're very visually beautiful and people just wouldn't do it. But you put any kind of a living, thinking, breeding being in front of them, whether it's a cow or a chicken or a pig, um, and you hand someone that knife and you say, listen, go off there and make your Saturday or Sunday dinner, they won't do it. Most won't do it. No, no. I'll tell you this. If, if you're, if well, we now, were Svetlana, is obviously, Svetlana is obviously a little bit different. She was brought up on a farm and witnessed animals being slaughtered from uh, a young age. And Svetlana, that never puts you off meat. No, never. I know I need a good daily dose of protein in order for my organism to function normally. I can't say that, like, I was turned off 
for me, at some point, I tried being vegetarian, but at the end of the day, steak is steak, man. I can't live without it. Okay, it's so good for uh, your freaking okay, blood can I, anyway. Can I ask Adrian one question to her caller? Actually, would she, would she, you know, would she kill the animal herself? Would I kill the animal myself? Hmm. Yeah. If, yeah. If I was in position to like, if that was the only choice, it's either kill the animal or starve. I would. Yeah. Okay, and, and you know what? I, the... I probably would too if this was 500 years ago. Um, I'd probably have killed my own mum or dad if it needed to be, but we're not in that anymore, you know? Here's the thing. I think it's all about Adrian. Every time we get to go shopping now for food, we got just an option to be crueler, to be kind. And I think it's all about making more informed choices and genuinely... You know, going vegan in this day is as simple as choosing a different oil in the grocery store. There's so many wonderful alternatives out there that are not screaming. But, uh, but you've just heard uh, Svetlana saying, John, you've just heard Svetlana saying, she doesn't want those alternatives. She tried the whole vegetarian thing. It didn't work for her. She didn't like it. And uh, she's chosen to keep eating meat. What I say on that one is is that if that is the case, then, that, then certainly that's her choice. I hope that maybe she can never buy a dog or a puppy or she can oppose greyhound racing and horse racing. She can refuse animal tested products. If there's anything else she can do to be a little bit more kinder, then we'll go with that next best option. All right, John, stay there for one second. I want to just bring in this WhatsApp from uh, Robbie. Most of these people fail to realise there are some, some animals that would actually go extinct if we, if humans didn't farm them for meat or other products, some animals just wouldn't survive in the wild. John, is that a reasoned argument that some animals would go extinct if we didn't farm them for consumption? No, definitely not. And, and like I, I think you know, like the answer to that really is that we're kind of only breeding them according to you know consumption. So when we stop eating them, then the the demand is completely driven down. And the reality is is that when we start eating more vegetables, which are genuinely more healthy for us anyway, um, then there's there's more incentive for for farmers to pick it up. But as we said before, if I can say this. Actually, Actually, Adrian, as well. You know, I can genuinely remember back in the 90s and creeping into early 2000s, and we'd be saying to the circus industry, I to get to head of the um, head of their, their game and get animals out of circuses, and they never listen to me. And I have always said that there's no future in that industry. And the reality is, right now, it's hitting them in the face that no one wants anything got to do with seeing tigers and elephants being dragged around in chains and cages. Those days are done and outnumbered. Okay, the reality yeah, yeah, is, yeah, I take your point. I take your point. We're going to that... say to farmers, finally, on that, if I can actually, um, Adrian, we're, going, we're saying to farmers now is that the future is literally staring them in the face. There's no other options available other than to move towards the non-animal agricultural um, kind of view because that's really where we're at with this. We're being forced into whether we like it or not with, with climate change and everything else, let alone, you know, reasons to let animals alone. Uh, Keith, you're on, opin- oh, sorry, uh, Noreen, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you? Hey. Now, Noreen, uh, we need to stop eating meat, and if it takes scary photographs to make us do it, well, then so be it. <laughs> what are you I laughing at? I love me meat. I love it. I wouldn't give it up now for nobody. Why? No, because I I mean, I was brought up with being eating meat. And I remember me mother, Lord American, and she's 40 years dead. She used to have feet for me down in the, in the pot, like for Saturday night when you come in from the pub. And I'd eat that as well. I know, but you, well, you wouldn't now, would you? No, no, not now. I wouldn't eat now because there's hairs on it. <laughs> Good enough reason. <laughs> That's the only reason that it had hairs on it. Yeah, that's why. That's the only reason I wouldn't eat them. 
It's okay, so you know, why, you know what's really weird, by the way, just to, to hearing you talking about that. It's weird how we're conditioned to think that eating certain meat is acceptable. I mean, you look at it every year, you know, the Yule and Dog Festival that happens in China. Mm. And we see photographs uh, across the news of dogs in cages and being taken out and skinned and boiled and stuff like that. And we're repulsed by it. And we should be repulsed by it. Yes, we will go down to our butchers this afternoon and in the butchers hanging up on a hook will be the um, the torso of a cow or a pig and we're not affected by it in that way. It's very, very strange, isn't it? And, and I think, John, this comes, back, this comes back to the point. If you walked into... By the way, I'm not becoming a vegan, John. Don't get your hopes up there. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you walked into a butcher's and you saw the corpse of a dog hanging uh, from a hook, you'd be horrified. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Noreen, why is that? Why wouldn't you eat a dog? No, because we, it's not the way we were reared. We weren't reared to eat dogs or cats. But just because you were reared in a certain way doesn't make it right. But it makes it right for me because I have my little chihuahua here and I wouldn't eat him. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> Poor lad. Um, no, I'm glad to hear that. But it, 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 is it because we have an attachment to uh, animals like dogs? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we, you don't, don't ha- have you don't have the same attachment to a pig or a chicken. No. What about a little lamb? No, I love lamb. I'm sorry. I love lamb. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I really just love lamb. Yeah, I draw the line there. No, you see, but this is uh, you're Jeez, kind be of happy that I'm drawing the line somewhere. Okay, but it is kind of pathetic that. Uh, you saw a documentary and now you won't eat lamb, so maybe you need to watch documentaries about pigs and cows. Well, no, no, I only watched Babe with my kids there a couple of weeks ago and I had sausages and rashers after it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly, there you go, there's Babe. Okay, but, um, John, there are some people, like uh, Noreen here, that you're never going to win over. You are never going to convince her to stop eating meat. Is, is that right, Noreen? That's right. Okay, John. He wants to, though. He doesn't want to. Do you want to... Do you want to... Do you well, want the whole world to It's going to happen, whether we like it or not. And this seems like a, you know, a conversation well before our time, but I think it's, it's going to happen. But the, the reality here, it's all down to personal choice, first of all. And, of course, there's no one here trying to dictate or tell anyone what to do. I think that's the most disgusting thing, as a matter of fact. And I have to say, I've been guilty of this at times over the years, and I try to question myself on that and check myself on that and, and I try not to do it anymore because I think it just works better but the reality is there's, there's going to be loads of no rings in this world and she's just being a human being and she's just doing what she wants she needs to do in her life but the reality is, is that this is a problem that we need to sit up and take notice of whether if you don't give a damn about the lives of other, other, other beings then give a damn about the fact that what's coming down the line towards us which okay, is um, uh, uh, climate change okay, and that's going to get us whether and, we like it or not and we know that uh, intense farming um, is partly responsible for uh, global warming. Um, Noreen, just one, one final uh, question. Would anything persuade you to even eat less meat? I don't eat loads of meat now, so I don't eat loads. I eat it about four times a week, but when I eat it, I eat a good bit of it. Right, okay. So, so no, probably makes up for the other three days. Right, okay. So no, here's what I would say, Adrian, to yeah, Noreen, right, actually, yeah. just before she goes. And you know what, Noreen, and, and thanks for sharing your, your thoughts and all this. Maybe the next time, if you're going into a shopping centre or a supermarket, try opt for throwing something vegan into your, 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 your trolley and try it out. See how you get on with that. And you know what? Every little you do um, will definitely be commended and welcomed for, by the animals and definitely our planet as well, for sure. 
<laughs> All right, Noreen, thanks very much indeed for your call. It's been okay. great talking to you. Thanks very no much problem. indeed. And um, a couple of uh, messages I want to just bring in before we wrap this up. This is Keith. Apparently bodybuilders are starting to turn away from eating meat for the protein. See, even so many people who come out, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who one of Mr. Universe says that the promotion of meat was just um, like an advertisement. All right, Keith, thank you very much indeed. Patrick has a message for John. Does the vegan uh, guy who was talking no sense want to destroy the lungs of the world, meaning the Amazon rainforest, so we can grow that crap soya bean and board seed food? Um, John, do you want to respond to that? Well, no, here's the thing. As a matter of fact, it's the other way around. And if, if anything that breaks my heart as well, it's it right from a young child when I supported Greenpeace in, back in 1993. Gosh, I'm showing my age at this stage. But the reality is that, that that's been destroyed left, right and centre. And it's, it's, it's been carved up as we speak because of farmers, because of ranching, because of, yes, we know of the soybean plantations as well. And we're hoping that something can be done about that. But the reality is it's been stripped down before we know because of um, our, our, our addiction and our reliance on, on animal mm. agriculture. So that is a problem for sure as well. All right, I want to just squeeze in one final message. This is Tom. Just on John's point, um, one, I'm a meat eater myself. I do try to, to cut down when I can or I'll go for a vegan option if I'm more interested in that, like a pizza or a vegetarian pizza or whatever. Um, but the same argument, uh, would most of us grow crops and, and do all the itty-bitty stuff that, that other uh, types of farmers do to, to have your, your meal on the table? No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't like it when, when you extend that same argument to the plants. And arguably, you know, if you were to look at the research, plants do experience pain. They, they have responses to it. The fresh grass smell that you have, believe it or not, but it's the equivalent of grass screaming for their lives. Uh, so I know there's a lot of people laughing right now, um, but that's uh, apparently factual based on the evidence so uh, even plants suffer John uh, get over yourself please thank okay, you okay John <laughs> even, plant, <laughs> e- even plants even plants suffer watching, what was that movie the, could the, I answer it could I just yeah, answer that yeah one? no do answer it yeah. you know what yeah Tom I love you already I don't know who you are but I just love <laughs> the fact that you are trying these different things okay so well done on that one just in relation to plants look I don't know what that is and I don't know if they have a, mu- um, uh, a nervous system where they can experience fear pain and suffering that's everything that we do know about all these other animals that were No, they on. don't. So Sorry, hang on. A carrot doesn't have a nervous system. He's after watching a movie. Remember the cartoon? Uh, oh, you watching those Christmas ads? No, what was the cartoon? Uh, the movie cartoon about all the vegetables that felt pain. Sausage Party. Um, oh, sausage I'm Party. John, do you know anything about Sausage Parties? <laughs> Jeremy. It's, it's a movie. Have none of you ever seen this movie? No, no. So it was a movie that was out a couple of years ago, a Seth Rogen movie. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and it's an animated movie, but it's filthy. It's for adults. And it's all the, the premise of the movie is that all the vegetables actually feel pain. And you see Mr. <laughs> Mr. Potato was being peeled and put in the boil of water, and he's screaming, Ah, oh, Mr. Potato, don't eat me. Don't boil me. It's, John, there, there, John, there's your entertainment for tonight. That's awesome. awesome party. Right. On that note... I don't think any time soon that we're going to be going out chaining ourselves on to scream for the rights of carrots and broccoli and okay. that kind of thing. That's now, further down yeah. the road, is it? Right. Who knows, yeah. John, as always, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, keep up the good fight. John Thanks Carmody. For your time. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, jo- John. John Carmody is one of Ireland's foremost um, animal rights activists and has been for many, many years. But he's never seen Sausage Party. No, which is strange. How have you never, never seen it either? It's like, the uh, funniest. Now, 
Here's the thing. It's uh, for those of you who, because it's an animated movie, people think that it's suitable for kids. It is. I was embarrassed by some parts of it. And um, like, there's at the end of the movie, I'm probably giving away. At the end of the movie, there's a vegetable orgy. <laughs> at the end of, so you have carrots and turnips doing <laughs> filthy things to each other. Um, oh, that's that's your entertainment. Okay. I think it's on one of, on Netflix or something like that. All right, sausage party. Um, anyway, thank you very much indeed for uh, listening into uh, this podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, you can subscribe to Opinions Matter or follow us if you're on Spotify. And then every time we upload a new episode, you will be notified. So thank you for listening. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.